going on, everybody? You are connected to the High on Life podcast number three. And I got Justice with me. I got Zach Mox over here right with me. <laughs> and I'm your host. <laughs> and I'm your bro character already. Yeah, I'm, and I'm your host, Joshua Laplap. I uh, just want to welcome everybody uh, that's listening to the podcast, either if you're watching us or you're listening online. We got Ben running the show back here. We got Top Mass on secondary camera over there. And we also got Arjun back there. And we also have a special guest in the building. It's Andre at the back. What up, Andre? <laughs> we also had pizza. That's what I like. I like pizza. They wouldn't let me eat it on camera. Yeah, you can't you eat. Can. You can't be, we can't be eating at all on camera. No, <laughs> we are banning those sounds forever. <laughs> we don't Banned. want to that pretty shirt of yours. <laughs> um, you can follow us on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, what else do we have? YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Anchor? And fa- no, on, on Facebook no. as well. MySpace. Yeah. We, ICQ. Yeah, or MSN Messenger, <laughs> or bbm or something aol yeah all all that stuff let's go (laughs) (laughs) you can follow us on anchor and spotify you can actually also leave us uh leave us a uh voice message and if you're if you leave a cool voice message we might play it back online i haven't really we will play it back online absolutely yeah eventually yeah and uh we are sponsored by nobody yeah yeah no (laughs) I don't. I thought your you got this. sponsor here. I haven't done any emails yet. Okay. All right. So anyone that's listening, your name could be here. All right. He's uh, Justice is going to get on that sponsor. Yeah, you're going to hear from me. Yeah, right for sure. Here, probably yeah. in front of my face. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Anyway, let's just jump right into it, guys. Um, I'm here. You're here. You're here. I'm here. This is the guest. We're here. This guy is the guest. Great guest. His name is Zachary Moxley. You are our first non-high on life guest. So that's I pretty amazing. I feel Number three. Honored right now. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. You look great. Yeah. So I, I looked oh. you up on uh, I looked you up on Facebook. Okay. I okay. creeped you. Yeah. And your about section says cinematographer and certified UAV pilot, <laughs> and it got me thinking. Yeah, UAV is the right term, not drone. No. No. Right. UAV is an unmanned aircraft. Okay. Unmanned air vehicle. Uh-huh. I think that's the right term. Learn us, so. please. And uh, a drone is actually something that's... I don't, I don't actually know the correct definition for a drone, but I know that UAV is the correct. Okay. Term. All of us laymans use although, drone. Although real humans, day-to-day humans use right. drone. Right, for sure. It's like UAV <laughs> is like the insider term. The insider, yeah, the, the, the professional, big, the big term. boy, the professional term. Yeah. So everyone, just so you know, um, he Zach is uh, very prominent on Instagram. He's at Down to Film on Instagram, and uh, he has a pretty exciting career doing doing what? What do you do on well, Instagram that's a, that's with your good, Instagram? That's a good question. What do you do? Well, where are we? Are we going from the top here? Yeah, let's from just, the middle here. Let's just get right into it, man. Wherever you want to start. Yep. Um, okay, wherever we want to start. Okay, well, I could start how I got into it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so, um, like Josh had said, I, uh, am a cinematographer, director. I'm going to take these off. <laughs> no. Being. I'm not that fast. <laughs> not fast we'll get right into now. that later. We'll, go, yeah, we'll get into we'll that later. I'll put them back on yeah. for that section. It's kind of bright. Um, <laughs> My man. So, I got into it when I was about 13 years old, and how I originally got into it was I, all my friends skied skateboarded, biked, did kind of everything. And uh, I myself was 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a very large child. And I wasn't quite as good as all my friends at these sports or skiing or trampoline. So, of course, I just picked up the camera. And I I mean, I'm forever grateful for it because a lot of my friends are, you know, maybe they're not skiing anymore. Maybe they're not biking anymore. And I've managed to create a path through this, uh, through this, wild journey. So Mm -hmm. I originally got into it. I was filming skiing for all of my friends and uh, the Canadian Olympic team, the American Olympic team, um, some of the bigger skiers in the ski industry, Gus Kenworthy, Tom Wallish, um, who were very prominent in the ski industry. So I was making these little videos, three to five minute videos, uh, specifically for the people. I did a few brand videos. I went down to Colorado a couple of times, shot with some Olympic athletes down there. And that's kind of where it took off. Um, Originally, I was shooting, like I said, three to five minute videos and just posting those online. And the internet loved them. You know, I I mean, for for the ski industry, I mean, you know, 50 to 100,000 views is 
couple couple That's views, right? Yeah. yeah so and you you grew up in Whistler, right? Yeah. So I grew up in Whistler, which is, I mean, I guess the cat the the adventure capital of uh, of Canada or BC or at least uh, something like at that. least the winter something yeah. something like that, and uh, yeah, just it, it opened so many doors because we'd have all these amazing athletes come to Whistler um, to ski. Yeah, and so it was really easy for me, even being so young, to just reach out and be like, "Hey, can I come film? Can I just mm-hmm. tag along? Can I shoot with you guys?" And it actually led into me shooting for some of the bigger production companies: Level One Productions, Matchstick Productions, um, Poor Boys Productions, and these were all the the biggest of the of the film, the ski film companies. So for me, at the time when I was thirteen, fourteen, to be shooting for these companies was like such a such an amazing feat. Like it was like so stoked and. I mean, I wasn't getting paid. I think poor boys might have paid me a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. One of these other level one paid me. You know, I had a few shoots where they paid me a couple hundred dollars. But at the time, I was yeah. just so excited. To when be, you're 13, 14, exactly. a couple hundred bucks is great. A couple hundred bucks and like living at home, I, you know, all that money would just go right back into my camera gear. Of course. So yeah, yeah. I'd be constantly just putting all my money back in my camera gear. But I'd be building this reputation in the ski industry. Um that's kind of where the down to film came from. It started in the ski industry. That's my Instagram username. That's a good name. And uh, it's a great name. Um, <laughs> great name. Um, okay. Um, and I guess long story short is there's a few times where um, I would I'd be on board for these ski shoots up yeah. in Whistler, and I think one of the one of the most memorable ones. I, was, I must have been like fourteen at the time, um, and I reached out to one of the skiers. I'm like, "Hey, can I come along? Can I tag along and shoot?" And I think they're all shooting on like reds and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this little peewee fourteen year old, like he's coming along with." What were you shooting with? Right? Yeah. I, I think I had a six DD at the time, or wow. it, you know, shot like seven twenty at sixty. I don't know, shot yeah, something like that. something low, but. Um, that's incredible though. Cause I, like, I'm thinking when I was 13, 14, I, I had a paper route oh, okay. and then I started working in like, like a white spot kitchen. Like I don't, and like just hearing all these young guns like you starting so early picking up a camera and then, you know, shortly after being picked up by people, I think it's amazing. I think that's completely yeah. inspirational for anyone that's listening out there who's young, but like it's a great story, man. I, I appreciate that you started so young. And so my question to you is, is after you kind of picked it up, like, as a hobby, I guess, to shoot in your friends, how long did it take for you to kind of start working with brands? Well, I think like from there, um, I transitioned a little bit out of the ski industry. Yeah. Um, I shot skiing for, you know, from 13 to 20, 13, or maybe a little, little shorter, 13 to 19. And then I moved to Vancouver. And at that point I do a few ski shoots every year and I still do, but it's a lot less frequent. I'd be going out every weekend to shoot skiing, yeah. whether that's in the park, in the backcountry. Um, so I transitioned out of it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's not a ton of money in the ski industry. I'd love to shoot it. It's a fun thing to shoot. But when you're living on your own, you have to make means, right? And so, you have to, yeah, you have to mature. You have to exactly. So you have to develop. be making. You have to be making money in some sense. So um, I take on the occasional ski shoot, um, whether that be like overseas or whether that be you know up north. Um, whenever, whenever they'd come up, because yeah. I still love to shoot it, but. Transitioning from there, I got really into the the tourism, the tourism um, industry, Game, you know, yeah, so, industry. so, and I think this is kind of where the drone stuff starts to come in. Um, I'm not sure where we want to segue, but. Um, that sounds like a pretty good time right Yeah, now. I think yep. I got, from the ski industry, I was doing a few jobs and drones were becoming so hot. I think we started on something called the DJI S800. Um, has, Never heard of it, yeah. Yeah, no, it has a. I believe it had six arms and it was just like this big yeah, craft, I've seen those. like these like massive craft. And we still fly crafts that size, but this craft would only carry a camera this big, right? So right. you'd be flying on this massive drone with like, you know, an SD downlink and like no return to home. And you'd be like just like throwing it up there and kind of throwing it out into the wild. And I think a few of the shoots we'd go on, we wouldn't even have a video downlink. So I'd just be like, guessing if the camera's pointing you pray right to way. god that exactly wow. exactly you'd so we're flying blind we put a gopro I and mean, this was when we were using like the phantom one but you, we put a gopro on it you could put a downlink but i think my friend couldn't afford it so yeah. we just threw it to the wild and then you would like pull back and hope that it got the shot wow but i on one of the shoots and this was like just as i was transitioning out of the ski industry um we had three days to shoot a piece it was like a three minute piece so i had three days to go out and shoot an action piece and it was biking skiing skateboarding um 
anything that you could like do in three days in Whistler mm-hmm. and it's called the GoPro Go Show. So this is where we threw up the drone and tried to get the shots we got and they turned out. So we so, uh, ended up winning the contest in 72 hours. You had to throw the piece together right. and then uh, we presented them. And when we actually presented them, it was at a, <laughs> it's at a bar that was 21 plus and I was like I couldn't go I was like 16 at the time or 17 wow and so my mom like knows everyone in town so we kind of just like worked it out kind of like worked it out yeah. and made it in there and then next thing you know I'm winning and everyone's like fired up and yeah the manager's like freaking out because I'm in there and I'm underage but I'm winning so they're kind of like don't know what to do yeah. with it I'm sure they can <laughs> so bend the rules on that one exactly kind of bend the rules but um that was kind of like one of the uh more memorable it's a huge accomplishment yeah no that was a fun one for sure i think there's there's so much merit in like jumping on to like drones like i i kind of saw them out i didn't really want to get one because i just thought like i want i can't afford them or i wouldn't know how to pilot it there's so many things that i kind of in my own mind i just didn't want to do it and then there's guys like you you just jumped on it right away and now you're a certified pilot you're getting paid to do all around the world i think there's tons of merit in just kind of jumping into a new thing like that and mastering it right away so of course and i think it's I mean, at least I've seen this industry of drones develop like a crazy amount. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, years, when, yeah. when we started, we were on this this big DJI S800 and it was like threw it into the wild. And then my first drone that I actually bought was an Inspire 1, um, kind of a big drone to buy for mm-hmm. your first one. But, you know, it had everything. It had the downlink that would mm-hmm. like be HD to your phone. And it was like the perfect drone, right? right. Like you threw, like you put this thing in the air and you had like a, 4k image quality right in the air and it was like mind-blowing that you could get this image that would fit on your back you fit on your back right and everyone was freaking out because all these people that i knew were flying these big single rotor helis that were like like just terrifying because they're right. gas powered some of them are gas powered wow like, oh my god they're just like they would chop you those up are the big guns, guns the big guns the big guns exactly so which one did we have on the american road trip we had the we had the inspire one yeah. that we crashed yeah. and we had the phantom three that we crashed i think twice oh i could give you guys a crash story yeah we are oh, yeah for sure we're on probably like accumulatively we're probably on drone like Double digits now? Oh, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm double digits for I, sure. I'm, I'm not even sure about that. I just that. crashed mine at Garibaldi, actually. Kenzo crashed mine. That's two right there. My yeah, give us, give us a drone story, a good crash story that you have. Oh, okay. Or a near miss. You know? Yeah. So, it yeah. doesn't get let's, you in trouble. Let's go, with, let's go with the first one. Okay, um, perfect. Stoked. Buy my first drone. Inspire one. I'm fired up. Yeah. Like, this drone's amazing. I'm like, let's go to the island. Let's go shoot some stuff on the island. So, the whole weekend, we're, we're out on the island. We're capturing stuff on these beautiful beaches forests, you know, bridges, like all these amazing places the island has to offer. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll head north to Fino for the night. Um, and on the way up, there is a place called Cathedral Grove. And so I, I'm i like, I love this place, these massive big trees. It would look amazing overhead. So I run into Cathedral Grove. I get a few shots like flying through the forest. And I get to the this river and I'm like, oh, it'd be great to get a shot like looking down into the forest. So I pop the drone up and I go into the forest and I, I'm looking down and then my phone crashes. And that's what's using to like, that's what all drones pretty much use now yeah. to, to stream. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I'll just like hold, hold here for a sec. I'll refresh my phone and it's not refreshing. There's nothing that's working. Um, so I start to freak out. And so I press the return to home button on my controller and I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I hear it, and I'm like, oh, it's coming back. So I start to use the sticks to bring it back closer to me, and then I don't hear it anymore. And then I'm like, okay, 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 I press it again, and it starts coming home again. I, I hear it again. I grab the sticks, and I start going forward, wow. and I don't hear it again. And what I must have been doing is because when it returns to home, it turns it around. Okay. So it was flying towards me. So when I was pressing forward, or when I was pressing backwards because I thought it was facing that way, it was flying away from me. And so then I don't hear it and I don't hear it and I don't hear it. And like 10 minutes goes by and I'm like, okay, this sucks. This really sucks. <laughs> I just lost my $4,000 drone. Oh, I just spent so much work before. No insurance. And long story short, devastated. I like put signs up in the forest. I have like someone from Vancouver come over and like, he tries to find it with his drone. Cause he think it might be in the trees. Wow. I'm like, I'm not going to find this thing. Like, Oh, such a bummer. Like yeah. brand new drone, whatever. I'll buy a new one. But I'm like, at the time I'm devastated. I'm like, I mean, not in tears, but I'm like, Oh, this is the worst day ever. So it is an awful feeling. Four days later, I'm, I'm back in Whistler and I'm just like kind of brainstorming what I can do. I need a drone. I'm going to Mexico. I want to bring a drone to Mexico. 
and I get a call Mm -hmm. and it's this old lady and she's like, I think I found your drone. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And I like, I'm like, where are you? Like, what can I do? How can I get it? And she's like, come over to the island. I don't like, you can come pick it up. I'm like, okay, I'll be there in like four hours. So I rip down, I hop on the first uh, ferry to Horseshoe Bay and I'm in Nanaimo. And she has my drone and it's in perfect condition. And what she was saying is she was in the forest, popping a squat, taking a pee in the bushes. And she looked to her left. <laughs> That's an island girl for she you. Looked, she looked to her left and it was just sitting there, perfectly wow. perched. It, it got a little bit of damage because of the, the moist, the, the wet. Yeah. Um, From her? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just joking. Uh, 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 and then long story short, I uh, it, it wasn't working, so I had to send it back to DJI, but... It was great. Yeah, I got they, the they repaired back. it, obviously. They, they repaired it. Okay. But this is where it gets worse. I get it back from repair, and I go to test flight. I get it back like eight weeks later, because DJI at the time is like, Not this is like yet. when they're taking forever to repair things. Yeah, so I right. get it back from DJI, go to fly it, drops 35 feet out of the sky, <laughs> 45 feet out of the sky, and just, boom. Damn. And I'm like, what? Like, what just so happened? Oh. So I'm like, just flabbergasted like thankfully dji replaced it because yeah. they're like okay we just sent it's you like this drone. Crashes i think, I think it was my fault like i think like in this probably goes, was. Go, this is on I record now yep. it's on record now i think i cut the motors out in the middle of the air <laughs> but well, that's yeah that would probably make it drop D- yeah, dji dji used to have this thing where you'd go both sticks out and it right. just cuts the motors. Now they have a little more sequential where you have to go like one stick out, press the home button for like right. three seconds. That's then not cut going them. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so that. anyways, that was uh, my my one drone crash. Well, no I, one got I, hurt. No one got That's hurt. Good. No one got That's hurt. That's good. Um, I've had like a disaster of drone crashes since then, but a lot of them have been drone failures. So, I mean, there's some that, you you know, you have when you're trying complex shots. And I think, you know, some people say, oh, I never crash, I never crash. But then you look at their stuff and they're not, right. they're yeah, not, taking, gotta, these, yeah. they're not taking these risks. Yeah. And you got to like, I mean, in some case, and obviously be safe, but you got to take the risk to get that really For amazing sure. shot. Like, I don't know if you guys are watching some of Sam Colder's shots lately, but they're just like, oh my God, the, the last trees. one he did oh on Instagram. God. I still don't know how he did that. They're amazing. They're like through the trees or these yeah. epic like scenes. And he's like, one of them's like flying through a tent and then like water drips in front of the lens and flies through it. And you're like, yeah, that's what? pretty good. Yeah, these are very choreographed. That's, that's true though. Like, I mean, I watched like Alexi wreck everyone else flying the drones when we were on the road trip and everything we did. And we crashed a lot. Like, I think we went through at least four drones and, and the Inspire on the road trip. And I was like, at first, like, why are you guys crashing these drones? But like, you look at the footage and they're, they're risking it. They're flying it in temperatures or weather you're not supposed to. But the stuff they came out with, it was worth, I can't, I guess, all the drones that we crashed in the end, which is I kind of, but if you're just going to fly it around, like I met a couple of people in Bali that still had their Mavic Pro for the last two years, but I've seen some of their footage and it's pretty, everything's like a pull away. It's like, well, you're not going to run it. One, you're anything. like high and wide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay. I did want to talk about like your, your journey to, towards being like a commercial drone pilot. Cause I think that's just like a, kind of like a profession that's becoming more and more of course. prevalent. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, what what do you have to do in order to get to you know to that place? Well, so I guess like the commercial drone pilot scene right now, it's it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, in the states, you have to take a test. Right. You can become a drone pilot pretty easily. Okay. In Canada, for the past I don't know, since it's been a thing, um, you've had to submit something called the SFOC, Special Flight Operations Certificate, mm-hmm. and this this process it's it's rigorous you know you submit it takes like 40 to 60 days and then they say yeah you can fly there but you know there's all these rules you know 30 meters away from this 100 feet away from this kind of like a ton of different rules so it's very like rule-based and there's no specific license but what happens after you submit enough sfocs is you get a blanket certificate and you can fly anywhere Okay. Um, obviously, there's certain conditions like you stuff that keep away from people, you stuff that keep away from buildings. As long as like you know, if that building's a part of the operation or if that person's a part of the operation, you can still fly within them. So when I got into the scene, of course, it was like a pretty renegade scene, and everyone was just going and flying these commercial jobs. Right. And I did, I did a few too. Um, hopefully, Transport Canada doesn't come after me there, but um, I didn't do any. Um, Good boy. <laughs> but I did a few too, and I'm um, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, well, I have to do this legit. Like if I'm going to pursue this as a, as a mm-hmm. career, I have to do this legit. I have to submit. I have to 
So I submitted a few, I think I submitted two or three and I did two or three jobs. And then I realized it was kind of like wearing, like it's a wearing process and I just Mm want to fly. I want to do the cinematography aspect of things. I want to direct the things. So I was lucky enough to come across a company, um, Rareborn Cinematics that I do a lot of work for and we partner together on certain projects and I do some of their uh, directing, some of their DPing, um, and so I work with them closely. Um, they handle paperwork. Um, yeah. And you can kind of go both ways. Like I can still submit if I want to, but it's a very, like what's happening right now in the next few, maybe six months to a year is Canada is actually going to allow a drone license. So okay. they're going to, they're going to implement um, a test or whatever it is. And you know, the people who have done it with the SFOCs might get grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. They might still have to do the test. No one really knows. It's kind of still a bit of a loose industry, but um, they're going to go and they're going to make this, make this thing a little more streamlined, right? They're going to make it a test and then you can apply for the test and then you get a license and then you okay. can fly anywhere or depending on what your restrictions are. So some people who maybe do the bigger test or some people who do, you know, an easier test can fly in this certain place, can fly in a built up area. You know, you have to have this amount of insurance to fly here or this amount of insurance to fly there. Right. Gotcha. Wow. Tons so, of rules and regulations. Tons of rules and regulations, and- but it's honestly like, the way the industry is, it's, it's, it's necessary because I mean, like I was saying for that first drone crash and like the other drone crashes that I've had, like overseas, I was in Asia and the drone fell 150 feet out of the sky. They're not small, especially the no, Inspire. Especially the Inspire, the Inspire would come down on a human and yeah, yeah. It, it could be, it could be yeah. fatal. I, right? I actually agree with all the, a lot of the rules that are out there. Like, I mean, it's a shame you can't fly them in national parks and everything, but like you have everyone and their dog flying a drone, you're gonna have like lower drones all over the place, and it's just like what's what's the point? While of people doing are gonna that? be crashing, yeah. And, you know, I think you can actually fly in national parks and 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 um, provincial parks if you go through the right steps, yeah. right? So right. if you have a SFOC and then you approach the park, you can actually get certain certificates to fly in those areas i know the national parks are very hard to fly in like Mm -hmm. they're very strict they don't want any disturbances to the nature they don't you know there's a ton of stuff they don't want but if it's a certain case they might allow it so probably um, if you're promoting it and you're hired by the promoting it promoting you know alberta promoting bc promoting whatever exactly yeah so wait um just what were the steps you went through to start writing these uh, SFOC sister, like you had to do some sort so, of uh, course, right? Well, no, you don't actually have to do it. Well, there is there is a test you have to take. Yeah. Um, there's a few tests you have to take. You have to take a radio operation certificate test, mm-hmm. um, which just means you can speak on a radio. ROC. Or ROCA. It's called yeah. a ROCA. And uh, it just makes, makes it so you can speak on the radio if you have to communicate with yeah. any air traffic. Um, and they just, they want that just in case there are scenarios. Right. Um, and then you have to write another test, which is, is available through, uh, Candrone. Um, and that's just a simple test, um, just a knowledge test. And you get just so they know that you're not going to be renegade with right. your, with your flying. Yeah. So you submit those and then the SFOC is, is, is like a 40 to 60 page document, um, kind of in that ballpark that just outlines what you're going to do, where you're going to fly, how long you're going to fly for, what are your dates, what drone you're flying. It's like very detailed. It's kind of like every detail. Like what's what do you do if you crash, you know? What yeah. are you going to do? You're going to grab this fire extinguisher. You're going to take this fire out. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very detailed in that sense. But, you know, you would apply for that. And you'd fill out this 40 to 60 page document, which some people do. Like they, you can actually pay them and they'll do the, the document mm-hmm. for you. You just tell them all the information and they'll yeah. do it for you. Um, you can do it yourself, but there's no real template online. Okay. So you kind of have to like get some information or guess. So are I you mean, saying 40 to 60, 40 to 60 yeah. pages? Wow. Yeah. Now, no. Is that why like a good reason for you to work for a company? Because they'd probably well the stuff out in advance and have so, it sorted for you. So the, the thing is with, if, if you're going through another, and like there's a ton of pilots that I know that, that have their own SFOCs, but they fly under umbrella companies. Right. Um, just because like there are people at those companies, um, that specialize in that stuff and that, know how to communicate with transport Canada and that, you know, take that time where like some of us want to just be focused on the, the cinematography the aspect, work, the artistic yeah. part. Um, so that's, that's kind of where yeah. that stands. But 
yeah, I mean, as far as the document goes, it's just safety procedures, where you're flying, what time you're flying, how long you're flying for, what drone you're flying, you know, who's a part of your crew. Right. Kind yeah. of that whole thing. Super detailed so, stuff. So um, just someone who wants to kind of pursue uh, maybe a career or just is interested in getting better at droning or getting, like, their, I guess, their license, would you recommend, like, how do you start? Would you go to the States and go get a license there? Or well, you I, mean, start? I mean, it depends where you're flying, right? Like, yeah. if you're from Canada, it's, it's not going to be a... That's not going to make much sense to go to the States and get a license. But I'm but thinking they might grandfather people with the States licenses. No, that, that won't happen yeah, um, okay. just because it's different laws, different air right. traffic laws. So it's like they're going to separate licenses. Yeah, okay. um, and Canada's a little more vigorous with the laws, at, like right now, because if you go in the States, it's a, it's a multiple choice Transport Canada is a tough cookie to crack. Oh, they're a tough you know cookie. That. As you're listening, tough cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I think if, if you're starting out... Um, you're starting out um i'd recommend to take the time do your due diligence learn the drone learn the safety precautions don't go fly over cities don't go fly like you know don't do these these risky things that a ton of people have i'm not saying that i have but you know a ton of us have done when we first get a drone because it's exciting and you want to fly it everywhere and you want to get amazing shots yep. and you want to fly over the city so do your due diligence. Don't get a fine. The fines are huge. I think what are they? Like I think right now they're like five thousand dollars minimum. Jeez. Um, oh, I guess it depends. I know Alexi got one. What was? was it I don't know how big it was, but he definitely got it was like five thousand dollars. Taken to court, and that's your name permanently on the record. So yeah. I don't think you can make more than one of those mistakes. Andre says three thousand dollars. Okay, three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not so, small. Whatsoever. No, it's not small, and they're they're definitely a lot more. Um, I don't want to say lenient, but back then they were a lot more like fine heavy. Like they wanted to yeah. throw them everywhere. Yeah. Where Make now everyone example. Exactly. Right. Where now they're like a little more, you know, they pull back a bit and they realize that it's an industry that people are trying to get into and right. they just want to teach people. Right. For sure. So they want to, they want to, they want to be smart with people. They want to teach them and they want, they don't want to just start throwing fines because some of these people don't know. Right. Some yeah. of these people are going out and I know I know a lot of the drones in, in Canada, they actually come with, like you order one from DJI and it'll come with a Transport Canada slip that says, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this. Didn't get that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you got it, you probably wouldn't have listened to it anyways. That's not true. I'm Coast Guard boy. Oh, I'm okay. Coast Guard. All right, that's true. So like, uh, how easy do people have it now? Because you were saying like, when did you start droning? Like five years ago? Oh gosh, that that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Well... Yeah, so like I said, uh, you know, earlier in this, um, the the development of drones, yeah. like, and how, you know, this drone we flew, the S eight hundred with, I think it was like a Sony NEX five five or something. I don't know what it was, but terrible quality, seven twenty p, like looks Nothing. terrible. And now people have this Mavic two that shoots four K sixty fps, and you're just like mind blown because it does all the moves for you yeah it's just like so i think that's a bit weird in that sense um anyway yeah um, <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> i'm with you on that it, though like it, i'm 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 looking at like guys that got the phantom one two and they really had to fly it and i guess got my mavic two months ago and i've looked at all the you know youtube videos which yeah. are all there's so many videos on so many videos and also there's all these auto modes i press a button and it doesn't it pull away for me crazy. it pans around me safely it has all the sensors on it which you didn't yeah. have before but i have as i said to you yesterday i've taken a step back and just learned to fly it by myself take off the sensors go through some dodgy situations yeah and actually like learn instead of just you know letting the computer do everything right, for me because the computer will crash eventually i did crash when i was in the trees at garibaldi and exactly propeller, but exactly anyway um so yeah i think like I guess back to your question there, how easy do people have it? It's I mean it's crazy. It's developed like insane. But what I've noticed is even though it's developed like crazy and drones are so available, people still want quality, right? They still want quality pilots. They still want people that know what they're doing. They still want people to know how to frame a shot. So yeah, it makes it a lot easier. You can go shoot a pull away. You can go shoot like a tracking shot of a car and just let the drone do its thing. 
But at the end of the day, that's not going to get the composition from a, a human eye, right? So yeah. these these TV shows, these movies, these commercials, they're still going like, yeah, I know I've noticed a lot of them like the producers or the directors or the DPs, they have drones with them, right? They have Inspire, sometimes they have Mavics. So like in some cases, they'll be like, oh, we'll just do it or, you know, we'll just do our own drone stuff. And, you know, sometimes they don't get their they don't get their SFOCs. They kind of do a little renegade, but a lot of them start starting to realize that there is like there is still the beauty the art of you know of the aerial aerial cinematography yeah, so sure. even if you can you know throw a mavic on a flight intelligent mode you're not going to get the same shot that no, you know not at all. That, that a pilot or that a experienced dp could could throw on that same flight intelligent mode but know how to control it and get that shot right so i think people have it easy but there's still there's still that the artistic element. The artistic element. Learn, yeah. Everything's cheaper now too. Like I got my drone for like twelve hundred bucks or something like that. Before they were, I don't know how much. They were. Oh, I think we spent like this. This S eight hundred rig was ten thousand yeah, plus. Exactly. Like, and I mean that being said, like my Inspire kit, it's probably twenty twenty five grand. But wow, that that Inspire kit is like, you know, it shoots six K raw, like thirty minutes in the air. I can put like a. 12 mil 35 mil 50 mil like yeah. put all these different lenses and has a super 35 sensor so it matches up with like the re alexa amazing, and the yeah. red mm -hmm. epic and it looks beautiful right it looks yeah. like an amazing image and like not taking away from the mavic image but the mavic looks very digital and looks very right. i mean inspire does too but the mavic's just very like you know it's not raw you don't yeah. have that same leverage so you can get beautiful stuff out of the mavic you can get beautiful stuff out of the phantom you can get beautiful stuff like i've seen people push the mavic and push the phantom to like crazy i'm like is that inspire like yeah and there's different tools for different jobs right of course so you know we we're up at we we're up shooting last night and it's like there's some things that you can just fly so much more smooth on a mavic or so yeah. much more smooth you can fly through tighter spaces so if you're only going to instagram sometimes it's worth it to only have a mavic or if you're going on a long hike and you want to bring you know a ronin s a dslr and then you throw your you know inspire 2 in the bag you're going to be carrying the heaviest pack back ever well yeah so it's that's like, the thing if you're a traveler especially it's it's exactly. portability exactly like the, the mavic for me uh, the air was i can it's like this big i can fit it in my exactly. my knapsack in my pocket if i have big enough pockets for my my jacket and but you're not going to carry it in spot you're gonna have a big how big is the bag for that thing it's a case isn't it it's like you look you look at the you know i carry this bag around people are like what is this kid carrying? Yeah. carrying a body in there or something like it's just this like big square on your yeah. back and it's like super cumbersome but you yeah. know it's like it, it depends right it depends what you want for the job like i've i've carried that i mean i've brought the big drones like the ones with the big eight arms up ridges in the middle of bc right like it just depends what you're trying to shoot so some people still require these bigger drones some people don't tool it's not right tool. how big it is it's how you, how you use fly it that. yeah yeah the, exactly. the motion of the ocean yeah <laughs> so like, you've been doing this for a while That's now a lie, you've, you've traveled the world you've had some obviously your instagram is amazing all your photos, your videos, and so you've made some really good connections along the way. Tell us about some of the people you've met, some of the biggest, uh, I guess, impressions <laughs> that people have had on you and how that's kind of forwarded your own personal career that you want to do, like your, your own personal Instagram and stuff, your brand, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of course. So I think I've kind of come through this interesting industry, like I've told a lot of people. It's like I came up through the action sports world where a lot of people, a lot of filmmakers come through the film school route. And it's, a, it's a complete different route, right? Like I get to meet these, you know, athletes, these, you know, these entertainers, like these DJs, these, you know, I get to meet a ton of different people, right? Connect where, you know, the film school route you do, but it's, it's a different, different beast, right? So I think with the encapsulation of Instagram and how the Instagram scenes come about that it's I actually was able to grow my Instagram originally through the action sports route because I'm posting all these action yep. pieces and I'm not posting you know snippets from a short film because yeah. that's not going to blow up on Instagram that's not how no. Instagram works right so I think it's been amazing it's been an amazing tool that's been you know you travel and you meet people you're at home you meet people like you just connect like I mean, that's how I met you guys right it's yeah. through Instagram yeah right 100%. Like, um, so I've, I've been able to meet a ton of people through this, this amazing platform. And I think, you know, at least how I met through you guys was, um, originally Sam Colder was in town and he was staying with me in, uh, in Gastown there. And I think it was Alexi that was messaging Sam and through Instagram, right? Yeah. So Sam and Alexi were, 
or this is how met Alexi, not Sam, but um, yeah, but still, they were able to connect, and then I was able to connect with Alexi, which introduced you, me to you guys. So mm-hmm. it's it's just such an amazing app that that brings people together. Um, and I think like even with Sam, it was you know we we originally connected maybe on Facebook, but you know started talking through Instagram, and then I did a trip with them to, or they came to BC. Um, him yeah, and Jacob I saw that Burkhard, video. Yeah, him yep. and Jacob Burkhard came yep. to uh, BC, and we shot for two weeks here. Um, I was actually hired by Destination British Columbia um, to go shoot with them because I have my drone certificate, yeah. um, which allowed us to connect. We'd been talking before, but he was doing a vlog for Destination BC, and they needed someone with their drone permit. And they're like, oh we'll just hire Zach and then Zach mm-hmm. will come out with you guys. Perfect. And it worked great because we got to go in helicopters and we got to go shoot yep. cliff jumping and we got to go shoot all this amazing stuff yeah. in, uh, in Whistler, Vancouver, kind of yeah, the Yeah, I saw that area. video. It was pretty epic. It's a great video. Yeah. Yeah. You're involved in that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Super so, directly. Yeah, I didn't so know that until I, yeah, you yeah, told so me it was that. a That was an amazing week and then, you know, Sam and Jacob and I had been talking for a few weeks after that and we're like, let's go, let's go somewhere, tr- let, you know, let's go somewhere warm. So, we, uh, I met up with them, I think, in Philippines. Um, mm-hmm. We did a week in Philippines, and then we did a week in Hong Kong, and then a week, week in Thailand. And it's just, it's amazing that this, like, all from this one app, right, mm-hmm. connected us. Yeah. and Social media, man. Exactly, social media. So it, it was, it's wild. You know, I've met a ton of other people. I've gone on trips to Hawaii. I've gone on trips, you know, I've met people down in L.A. Like, you just kind of, you, you're able to connect with everyone um, from your phone. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, so you're able to, like, you know, make new business relationships. You're able to make new friendships, right. like all this stuff. And, and I've, you know, I've been in sticky situations where I've like, Oh, I need, a, you know, this piece of camera gear in a certain place, or I need a drone in this certain place. And you post on Instagram and someone has it there yeah. and you're yeah. just like, Oh, this is amazing. Right. So yeah. the ability to a, network, the ability to network beyond me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everywhere we've gone, there's always someone, amazing that's reached out to us either via our personals or high in life and it's just like we get a new story new experience every single time whether it be they take us in and show us their hometown especially mm-hmm. on the road trip especially when we were in bali we didn't really we came in came real hot didn't know anyone there we dropped one message on i think facebook or no sorry on instagram and said we're having a party and then we had like 30 plus influencers in the area just show up and then we had like our entire friends for two months just from that one party yeah you get to hang out with people for two months. From a couple, shoot with them. Tap, tap. That's Boom. right. We got friends. That's one of the it. one of the damn big, friends. friends, internet internet friends. One no of the biggest things friends. that uh, plagued uh, that plagues us once in a while is you get the comment like, "Oh yeah, you're the kids' rich parents." Oh. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Oh, that's the worst. I think that's Do you get for that? anyone. I've uh, yeah. I've I've had an interesting one through that. Um, I've never. I don't think I've really gone it directly, but I've definitely had like some people tell me like. Oh yeah, this person is, you know, just bashing you, saying, "Oh, rich parents, rich parents," and right. that one gets me going for sure because uh, I actually grew up with a mom, a single mom, mm-hmm. um, who didn't have a ton of money. Uh, you know, barely. You know, I I barely made it through high school. I barely made it through, you know, buying my own camera gear. I was, you know, I was chipping in for rent at some point, and she like she was giving me her everything. Obviously, like she's the most amazing mother ever. And everything she can do for me, but you know, there's a certain limit, especially with camera gear. It's like you know, yeah. three, four thousand dollar pieces of camera mm-hmm. gear, and and so like you know, watching a lot of my friends grow up in Whistler, it's a very very wealthy town. So all my friends are getting these new ski gear, new camera, like whatever they want, kind of thing. And I, I guess in the long run, I actually appreciate the fact that my mom, she as much as she did give me, wasn't able to give me everything because yeah. it 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 made me work for it and made me appreciate it that much more. She told me a story a few years ago where one of her clients was, you know, she just wanted her son to do something and she, you know, she went out and bought everything for her son to go film and to go shoot stuff. And he just wasn't interested. Right. Yeah, like right. he was like, Oh, you know, threw in the towel like right away. And I think going out and working for it and developing that, that skill set is going to make you appreciate it that much more. So I, I'm forever grateful for that, even though she didn't 
you know, even I couldn't have everything, it's in the long run, it's been more beneficial to not have everything because, you know, you work for that piece of camera gear, then you appreciate it that much more. When it breaks, you appreciate it that, that much more, right? So when my drone fell out of the sky, I wasn't like, oh, credit card, let's go. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to find a new drone yeah. or I need to find a way to get a new drone or I need to reach out to DJI and be like, hey, can you guys help me with a new drone or something in that sense where I always had that in the back of my mind where I was always either messaging someone to get a product or, you know, exchanging my services for a place to stay in Mexico or, you know, I think when I was like 14, I was like, that was all I was doing when we were going on vacations. Like, I think every time we would go on a vacation, I'd just shoot a video for that place and we'd have that place for free. Oh, you were doing that when you were 14, 14 years old? Yeah. What the heck? Jeez. So, so think young guns <laughs> these days, man, they're just killing it. Well, so it, like, I think that was, that was an interesting conversation that I had with Alexi too, was like, he had no clue. And when I was telling him that, he's like, well, shit, like, yeah. That's just you know, a, a very just, natural thing. It's, for you. it's a natural thing, and I think it was a natural thing because my mom wasn't like. <laughs> there's some cases where it was right. beneficial for me to go do that. So, um, you know, f stop uh, camera bags was a huge supporter of me when I was younger because I couldn't necessarily afford a five hundred dollar backpack. What so, year was that when they started? When they started a uh, must have been like fourteen or thirteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm. Oh, you were 14, 14 sorry. 14. So must like eight years ago. Shit. Wow. So, That's crazy. So like when I was, yeah, when I was 14, they were, you know, sending me bags and I was just sending them photos or I was just talking about them and they were just open to it. So there was a few other companies, Kenyan Labs. They sent me this like $4,000 stabilizer when I was younger. Crazy. And they trusted me with it. I don't know why. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't trust yeah. me either. I still don't trust me. Um, I guess that kind of goes to speak though. Like it's kind of fortunate, but unfortunate instead of you buying a bunch of ski gear and just following all your friends to do something you got to, you know, slow down realize you couldn't have all that and then focus on something that you're passionate about. Exactly. And now, now. And now it's turned into a career and yeah. now I get to travel the world and skydive, That's crazy. skydive out of planes. You like, definitely noticed that transition in your Instagram because I was scrolling all the way back and I was like, creepy, whoa, it's creepy me, eh? Yeah, I was we creepy. Well, we, we totally to creeped there. you. Yeah, we totally creeped you. Find the dirt you. on you, man. Um, dirt on you. The I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at stuff where you, when you still had to put white borders over Yeah, no, this like is that. huge. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hey, that was a phase. That was an Instagram phase. That was a Instagram phase. And like, yeah, the transition from like, yeah, I'm just shooting like random stuff. I'm skiers. Speaking of really untimely, awkward transitions tell me about fast mocks okay so apparently you have a, a a brand right like you have a brand of character a character and he's oh my oh god. god there he is there he is everybody okay I'll, I'll, I'll be honest when i first experienced the fast mocks i was like what the f- what the fuck and i was like i don't want to be around this type of energy but i was that's too much no 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 <laughs> But then make I was sure, like, sure you don't catch he has like 36 sure you, pairs sure you, of these sure in his apartment. Make sure you cut out all of the smiling because that is not on brand. Okay. Yeah. So where did this come about? That's a good question. Or how did it come so, about? So I have this friend, Liam, from Vancouver. And uh, we'd, you know, going out in the city, we'd always just kind of joke around. And I think they were wearing fast shades at one point. I'm like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. What's fast shades? They're pretty these fast. These are fast shades. So they're small kids' glasses. Okay. <laughs> this is this the name of the thing? What? This fast thing. No, they just look fast. No, they just oh, look okay. fast. They look. look like it's... Okay. Okay, okay I get it. Okay, I get you it. You just okay, explained it all there in sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, so, yeah, we, we'd go out. We'd go out in the city. And yeah. I think they were just, like, wearing these little kids' glasses. on. You guys look like idiots. And I'm like, right. they're in the club. And I'm like, you guys are so dumb. And everyone was loving it the chicks were loving it like everyone was loving it i'm like why do people love those and then i put a pair on and i'm like these are kind of cool right and i just started wearing them and then um you know i'd wear them here and there like not every day but i went to hawaii back in february and you know i'd been wearing them like a couple times jokingly in the city and like i'll throw them on here and there and then like I found like the smallest pair I've ever had in Hawaii. You guys could maybe even put in a clip here, like we could link the video. But like they're just like these like microscopic shades. And uh, do you still have them or no? They they they're MIA. Okay, I've had a few pairs go down. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, and uh, these microscopic shades, and I, just something about it. Like people always call me Mox. Like it's easier right. than Zachary and, and Zach, and it kind of sticks a little more. Yeah. And there was like fast Mox. You know, it just kind of like sticks sticks right yeah so you didn't come up with the name yourself well no it was kind of like a developing name yeah because you can't give yourself a nickname no that's a a little cardinal rule yeah yeah, yeah, it's checking so we got you know we got fast mocks and then uh we i wore them in hawaii and we 
film videos with them and they looked ridiculous and people are like, you look ridiculous. I'm like, I'm ridiculous. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, I is think, this, the, I'm, I'm sure like your Instagram fans are all like, bring out fast mods, bring out fast mods. Do they do that? <laughs> you have a separate I, I, page I, for it too, don't you? I thought about making one, but I'm like, why not just throw all my eggs in one basket, you know? You have it on the yeah. highlights of your page. Yeah, you have it on the highlights and like sometimes I'll post like, I don't know if you guys want to put this photo in, but like, we're live, the one, the one We're live right now. We can't post we're not anything. live, that's a lie. Damn it. Um, <laughs> the one, the one with the snake around me that's yeah. probably the, the yeah we're actually going to talk about these we wanted these to bring photos. up a couple yeah. photos okay and okay that was so one of my we're going to bring this up hold up hold up hold up here okay so i'm going to throw this up onto the camera i don't know if you can see this <laughs> it's oh crap oh <laughs> sorry do you put something bad up there no 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 okay here can y'all see this we were going to put on the big screen but we didn't have yeah. enough time yeah Next time. Yeah. So, so it, cool. for for those listening, it's a picture. It to, so it's, it's a picture too. of Zach Mox sitting in somewhere in Mexico oh, with yeah. a pool behind him That's and a one. snake around him with uh, his fast Mox glasses on. And who's that next to you? Candice. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, talk about this. What is this? <laughs> How? That was an interesting trip. Um, so we were down in Mexico, and this is kind of like where I jump back and forth from like my freelance world to like the Instagram world. And this is one that actually connected the two. Okay. Um, I, I don't think I've really talked about this yet, so we can get into that after Sweet. if you guys want. Sure. But um, we're down in Mexico shooting a music video and the whole week I've been like, Oh, I need to like, you know, I haven't posted on something on Instagram in a while. I kind of want like a funny photo, like this fast mock saying, I'll get a funny photo. And then the next day someone's like, Oh yeah, like tomorrow we're going to have this big snake. And I, I, detest snakes i'm like i can't stand <laughs> them and uh but i'm like that's an amazing opportunity like all these rap artists are like let's throw a snake around us like this looks sick and i'm like yeah let's do it like let's switch it up let's throw in yeah. the tiny shades and i've been like trying to get a photo all afternoon and i have like a couple more of me like standing holding the snake and then like one like in a chair with like okay light and then like we set up this scene for like the music video and i'm like this is the perfect scene so it's like took me like probably two hours to get this photo or like an hour and a half to get this photo like in between the night like trying different different things and i find the perfect scene i'm like let's do it so we throw this big snake around me this thing's like monstrous and i'm like oh my god don't eat me don't eat me don't me and i was like freaking out but uh didn't eat me. Long story short, yeah, that's good. I guess. Looks like you're safe. <laughs> Unfortunately, didn't yeah. eat me. Um, and uh, we got this photo with uh, Candice there. Is she the singer? It's a great photo. She was a dancer in the video. Ah, yeah. and I, I thought you know tossing a little yeah, toss more oomph yeah. to the. I photo. No, it's well, it's a good photo. Yeah. I guess you're, you're right. We, all these trips you're doing when you're shooting, it's never about you. So oh, we're gonna disengage for a sec. <laughs> It's never about you, so you don't really get an opportunity to shoot a bunch of content for yourself, I guess. Yeah, so I think that's a... Oh, I'm going to go a little louder there. No, you're good, you're time. good. Um, so I think that's a kind of maybe what I wanted to segue into is the difference between like the Instagram stuff and like you go on my page and you're like, oh, what, you know, what does he do? Is he, yeah. a, is he a videographer? Is he a photographer? Is he like, what does he do? And a lot of people just think I'm a photographer, but I just don't post a lot of my stuff mm -hmm. on my Instagram that I actually shoot. Like a lot of the con like video content, content that I shoot, um, isn't posted on there just because it's for clients. It's for stuff that like, when you license it to them, can you not post it yourself? I can't, mm, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mix. So there's some jobs where you go on that, you know, they have like their restraints and they want you to wait, you know, till the video is released or, right. you know, you actually can't post it because it's, it's an, you're under an NDA or yeah. most of the time you can post it, but it just fully depends on what you're, you what know, you're trying to do, what you're trying to do. Um, so I think that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting one because, you know, a lot of these these people in the, in the scene and the Instagram scene are making money strictly through Instagramming. I know there's a ton that also do the, the freelance route too, but that's one that where I actually make my money from like Instagram. I haven't really done a ton of brand deals. I mean, it's, it's linked me with people. It's brought me to like the Mexico job was through Instagram. He saw a right. video on DJI's page and he reached out to me. And that's like, I think the coolest thing is that someone can watch a video across across the world and then you get a call literally as he's watching the video yeah and he's like you know he dms you he's like what's your phone number and he right pick up the phone like two minutes later and i'm in mexico or i i think i was in costa rica at the time and he's like i want to bring you down to the shoot and i'm like amazing like just from seeing this instagram video right yeah. just from like this one person posting an instagram video you get paid from it you get to go down to mexico it's just such a unique unique thing so i think that's great about the instagram world 
but they're also it's it's a there's a lot of competition in there too. There's yeah. a lot of competition in the freelance world. So I think it's great to be able to bring the two together yeah. and mm-hmm. use that to get other jobs or to bring you together with other people so you guys can collaborate on projects because you can find people who are like-minded who yeah. are in the same industry who shoot you know different styles so that's what i think is great about instagram but like i said it's a lot of my jobs actually come through the freelance world right so, so you're still you're still technically like like freelancing and working with companies and working exactly with, yeah. exactly so i'm still like you know my day-to-day is like I'll post on Instagram, I'll do all that stuff too, and I'll go on like hikes with you guys, or we'll go do you know yeah. some content right. shooting and like all the personal stuff I do is usually on Instagram. But then like a lot of my day-to-days is like I'll go out and drone for a day. Okay. And I'll freelance drone for, you know, a certain project, or I'll go out and I'll DP. Like I think I, I did a few DP jobs at, which is director of photography, mm-hmm. or you know, I was at a festival this summer, Shambhala, and I was doing a lot of the cinematography for that. And I was on a festival or um, an IMAX film this spring and we were shooting a dog film, which you know, kind of cool. And I'll just do, you know, jump back and forth between these different things. And I love it because it gets, I get to do this, the cinematography stuff that I love to do and the drone stuff that I love to do. But yeah. then I get to do the personal stuff on Instagram. I just want to branch the two together. It's going to find yeah. a fine line. So yeah. it's more brand deals. Exactly. personal and then people start, companies start, Noticing you, noticing that you are, you can work with large exactly, brands yeah. and then the money can, can roll in eventually, you start monetizing. And then I'd love to see how you're going to make those two worlds mesh together. For sure. And it's exciting. speaking of like brand deals, like um, I'm sure you've worked with like certain brands. Like what have you, who you've worked, how, who have you worked with? Yeah. Who? So there's been a couple brands that I've worked with. I've done, just did a partnership with RYU. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. To, yeah. So we, what are they? Uh, so they're universe. Respector Universe. They're okay. a um, an athletic brand okay. in uh, I think they're they're all around North America, but I think they started in Vancouver. And uh, I was fortunate enough; I actually just finished my skydiving license back in April. And they reached out and they're like, "Hey, like, we want to do this at like one of the one of their filmmakers is a good friend of mine. So like, hey, we want to do this uh, project with you, and they want to get a helicopter and they want me to drop out of the helicopter. So I was like. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, there you um, go. Not going right to say no to that. No, of course and, not. And uh, yeah, so I got to do that with them, and it's it was amazing. It was got to do three jumps out of a helicopter and get some amazing content. So I think that's also a great thing is you'll do these freelance jobs or you'll do these Instagram jobs, but then you get content for both, right? right? So like on some certain ones that allow it, I'll get to shoot my own stuff or I'll get to use some of that stuff for yeah. my personal or for my for my Instagram and that way I can start building, building relationships with these brands. So that's a great, I think yeah. a lot of the stuff that I'm going to focus on in the next little bit, is actually outreach. So reaching right. out to these other brands showing, Hey, like I've worked with these companies. I can, you know, I do both sides. I yep. do the content creation and I do, you know, I have this page that I promote it on or, you know, I can do drone stuff for you guys. It's kind of just a mix, right? Right. And you were you already have that kind of experience when you were saying, like, I'm, I was 14 and reaching out to places and exactly, I'm doing exactly. stuff for them already. So that's kind of, like, built into you. The exactly. outreach. Pro- so yeah. it, I find it an interesting thing now because it's, I mean, every time, like, I don't want to say every time, but the past, you know, year, two years I've been reaching out, it's a lot of emails I get back. They're like, hey, like, we have... 10 20 of these emails coming in a day now right right like we're back when i used to send them out they're like yeah sure sounds yeah. good right yeah, like, yeah. Here, here are your bags here's here you stay here no problem like they've never gotten this email so for them someone to come to them and be like hey we'll give you a video for this or we'll you know do this for you they're like they were so open to it where now it's a little more reserved because everyone's doing it so you really have to set yourself aside you have to offer them drone services you have to offer them an an amazing polished video Mm -hmm. you have to offer them like hey we'll promote you on this channel we have these channels that are bigger you know bigger than these people are bigger than this so i think you really have to you have to be different you have to you have to diversify yourself and like that's what i i don't want to say specialize in but like i do a bunch of different stuff right photography directing cinematography um, drone piloting, you try to just do a bunch of different things. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can offer someone, sure. you got to offer someone value when you're asking for something. Yeah. Right. So I find that a huge thing for me is like when you approach someone, 
approach a company, approach a brand, offer value, offer value all the time. Because 100 people, you know, not even me, but like I know I have some friends who like, you know, they get hundreds and hundreds of messages. They're like, hey, like I want to shoot with you. Hey, like I want to do this. Hey, let's go on a trip. And you're like, well, like what are you providing for this person, right? Like they get so, like you got to think about this person has 365 days a year. Why do they want to spend seven of those days with you who they've never met, yeah. right? Or why do they want to spend, you know, eight hours of a day with you who they've never met when they don't even get to spend eight hours a day with their parents or with their friends or with people they haven't hung out with in a while. So like, why do they want to give that time to you? You got to give them value, you got to provide them value. And I think an interesting one for me is, and Rob, Rob, um, Rob Stroke and I joke about this all the time is he's a, he's a travel influencer. Um, on Instagram and he does video stuff too. We do kind of similar stuff. He's a little more, he's submerged in the Instagram scene. I'm more submerged in the freelance world, but, uh, I, I hadn't met him actually up until I think it was last October. And we, uh, so about a year ago now, and I DM'd him like probably two years ago. I'm like, Hey, let's shoot. Like, I have a, you know, I have a red, I have this drone, like, what can I do for you right away? Right. So I said, I had a red. And at the time I did have a red and I was like, Hey, I can provide you this, like, let's shoot this. And like that, you know, that makes most people stoked. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to say like, go buy a ton of things to provide to someone, but like, if you have something that you can provide, offer it up. Right. Yeah. Because that's going to be more enticing. So Long story short, we ended up going on a trip to Faroe Islands and I brought my Inspire 2. We ended up getting some amazing footage, right? And it provided him value. And now we're really good friends. We travel together, you know, we got our skydiving licenses together. It's like we've, you know, I've provided him value. He's brought me on trips. He's, you know, introduced me to certain people and, you know, helped grow my Instagram. So it's like I've provided him value. He's helped me in return. So I think like at the end of the day, offer value, provide value. I think that goes for any kind of job or situation. Anything, yeah, right? Like of course. any corporate job, there's going to be a thousand resumes on your desk, but the ones that stand out that have, you know, proven excellent cinematography for like an Instagram or something yeah. like that. If you have your drone pilot's license and, and more stuff and you just stand out above the rest, you're going to get selected probably exactly. more than anyone else, right? Exactly. So I think it's a good tip. I think it's a an interesting tip that I'm going in with too um, right now is – and like why I want to branch the two together is because I came from this freelance world of, right. of, you know, movie making and like I can make the content, but I also now have like, you know, I know channels to promote it through. Like I've done work with Red Bull so I can like, you know, these other companies, these other brands so I can provide in the sense like distribution and provide the creation side of things. Right. Or like, I want to be like, Hey, like, you know, if I go into a project that, you know, was notorious in the freelance world, um, I can also provide them, hey, I can promote this through my Instagram channels, right? Where some some freelancers who only have a couple thousand followers or who only, you know, have these small channels, they don't right. have anything to distribute it through, right? Right. So you're basically like covering all the angles, all the bases for them, yeah. essentially. And I think like eventually, like, yeah, I think what's great about you is like you have a personal brand and you're also very talented in like, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes stuff. I think that's yeah. very beneficial. Cheers. Yeah, moving forward. Meh. I'm just kidding. Loser. <laughs> He's great. Cut. Yeah, so we're like just approaching the one hour mark here. So I think we're going to wrap it up soon. So, uh, I'm going to re engage for that. Yeah, you can re engage Mr. Fastbox for this. Up. Oh, yeah. How's, how's your finger, by the way? Oh, we're, this. You want to zoom in on this? We got a nice fast. bruise. Where'd you get that from? Slime in my hand in the door yesterday being too fast. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, eventually for your brand, are you going to like have a, 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 you know, like fans of you called fasties? Fasties. Or right. moxies? Well, I was thinking about making a set of like Man. making glasses and handing them out. Get on Shopify, drop ship a thousand of those things. Just put a link in your bio and just start selling those things. Or I could hand out like a thousand free ones with just for like sure. hashtag fastmox. Yeah, we should just like go on the street and hand them out. And then you'll be yeah. down in like Europe somewhere and then some kids, this whole families can be wearing your glasses. Like, oh my God, is that that fastmox guy? <laughs> I recognize I you. I hope that happens. I really I, do. I hope it does. For yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I think we're just going to wrap up here. I don't know if you... Have, do you have any more questions, bro? No, nah, man. I, I'm oh, I, yeah, one thing I was going to say that uh, yeah, you wanted to talk about, and we, we were definitely feeling this, was like, 22 years old, you're already doing all this kind of stuff. 22, what were you doing, Justice? Man, 22, I was in the middle of 
like paramilitary school for the Coast Guard getting my marine engineering degree. You told me about that. So yeah. I took, I, I literally took um, the safe route and went to school and got my degrees. And now I feel like I'm really just catching up with the world of people that started when they're younger, which is fine. It's yeah. all good. But I, I love that people feel motivated and capable like you and, and a lot of the friends that met through you that just kind of picked up a camera and had a passion and wanted to go do it and they were creating some amazing stuff yeah i mean if i have one closing remark it's uh i mean it's gonna sound cliche but follow your dreams like just push and do everything you can do to do those because at the end of the day if you're doing what you love to do it's like it's going to be ultimately more satisfying and beneficial yeah. when you succeed you in that there. if you're doing yeah. something that you don't want to do in nine to five that you're just dragging away on and I think like don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Never 100%. doubt yourself because if you doubt yourself, like as soon as you doubt yourself, it's going to be like, I think, yeah, you are the walking, breathing truth of you can oh. do things when you're younger. Right? Oh, it's true. It's but, like, true. The thing yeah. for me was, is like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was lost until right. like, I was like Dude, 25 or 22 like years old. Yeah. I wasn't even Canadian citizen. Yeah. A Canadian citizen. <laughs> making nothing. When boring. did you start speaking English last year? Yeah, I probably, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I was allowed to start speaking English because yeah, the original guess. country was like, don't speak English yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But anyways, man, you uh, thanks for coming on the show. You are literally inspired to All a right. lot of people out there. Oh, 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 All right, so close your remarks. Um, follow Fast Mox on Instagram. He is at down to film on Instagram. GTF. He is very DTF, down to film. Yeah. yeah. Film. Film. Not the yeah. other word you're film. thinking of. You so, yeah, people. Um, we are just going to close off and follow us on all our channels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's prompt them to do something. Questions. Yeah. People you want to bring on for our next show. Yeah. I don't know. You have comments or things that you want us to change, want us to add. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. If you can, you should, obviously. Um, I don't know. You guys just shut Spread the love down in the comments. Let us know what you want to see, and we will start ramping these things up. For sure. And with that being said... Nasi! No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's cut. Good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mox. Good stuff, man.